Welcome to the 170th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. Stay tuned for my interview with David Zelster, author of Lug, Dawn of the Ice Age, How One Small Boy Saved Our Big Dumb Species. Stay tuned for the interview. The Reading and Writing Podcast is sponsored by the book-loving nerds at Riffle. Riffle is an online book community that connects readers with authors and books that they'll love. Readers use Riffle to find the next book that they want to read. And authors use Riffle to make their books stand out and drive sales. Join the Riffle community today at rifflebooks.com. That's R-I-F-F-L-E-B-O-O-K-S.com. And look for the link in the show notes as well. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is David Zeltzer, author of Lug, Dawn of the Ice Age, How One Small Boy Saved Our Big Dumb Species. David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jeff. Glad to be here. Sure. Well, can you read a few pages from your new novel, Lug, Dawn of the Ice Age? I would love that. All right. So this is chapter two. The memories came back like a sudden volley of stones whacking me on the forehead. Trouble had begun when I'd leaned out of a dank hunting cave by the river that morning and peeked around at a herd of Makrachenya. The beasts had stood half deep in the oozing mud of the riverbank, sucking up the brown water with their flexible little trunks and dumping it into their big toothy mouths. I had felt the cool wind gusting through the trees and shivered. For months now, it had seemed to me that our normally steamy jungle air had been slowly getting colder. The usually shiny green leaves on the gourd trees were a strange yellowish brown and now carpeted the forest floor. The beautiful red and violet orchids that normally grew in the sunny spots of the jungle had paled and shriveled. Even the gourd fruit, whose fuzzy pink shells my clan folk used to cover their private bits, were smaller this year, resulting in many uncomfortable glances and awkward silences. I'd asked around, and no one could remember seeing so many bare trees, not to mention bare bottoms. In my head, a small warning voice had been growing louder and louder. Lug, the voice kept saying, this is big. I could stop there. Keep going. What, what would that you that, that sounds good. That sounds good. Well, if someone hasn't, if someone listening hasn't heard about Lug yet, how would you describe your novel? Um, you know, uh, it's a it's a tough one to summarize. Um, maybe the best thing is um, I'll I'll read you a uh, well. Actually, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, what I, what I think is, a, is sort of a, the best one-line description or two-line description would be a misunderstood cave boy who'd rather draw pictures than bash heads. <laughs> and he's got nasty bullies on his tail, and he's surrounded by cavemen who, who think the coming Ice Age is just a little weather. That's great. Well, well, my 10-year-old son read Lug, and he had a few questions. First, how, how did you decide on naming your protagonist Lug? Do you remember if there was a specific moment? 
you know, uh, I think he started out as Glug, <laughs> and uh, and then I realized I wanted to name the dad Big Lug, um, and so the son became Lug. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, well, have you always written for kids, or or was this something that that developed? I mean, when when you when you started working on on Lug, did you ever think about it as um, possibly working on a, a novel for adults, or was it something that you had always wanted to write for kids? You know, um, I think I just wanted to write this particular story, and um, I didn't didn't necessarily um i sort of let the story tell me who the you know who the uh the main character was and i think that often determines uh kind of the main target age range for the book is who you know your your main character's age um i i try to write everything i write i try to write in a way that i'm enjoying it um and I, i guess i'm a big big kid but i'm you know i i want uh, I want adults to to experience it on a, on another level and enjoy it on another level. Um, so that's always that's always my goal. So whether I'm writing something uh, for adults, I, I would want I would want uh, I would want kids to be able to experience it too and enjoy it as well. So it's it's uh, probably the best piece of uh, praise my book got was from uh, Peter Lorangis. Um, because he said kids and adults alike will love this book. Uh, and that to me is that, you know, that's, that's my goal when I'm writing. Sure. Sure. Well, I know that you have a background in science before, uh, writing lug. Do, do you have a sense of why kids are sometimes more open to, uh, thinking and talking about global warming and the science behind global warming versus some adults these days? Um, yeah, I think I think it's um, you know I think that there's two reasons. I think first of all, um, adults often come into uh, come into any kind of question where there's where there's uh, ramifications uh, for their own behavior with an, an agenda, and I think kids often approach things with an uh, kind of an open mind and an open heart. Um, and the goal here is to, um, not so much to convince anyone of anything, but to, um, open up the question in a way that's entertaining and interesting and to satirize some of the ways in which adults have, um, denied sort of basic science. Um, and, you know, my, my take on the, on the whole approach as far as, uh, the satire was I didn't want this just to be sort of a dry satirical work either, like just purely kind of making fun of something. I really wanted it to have its own beating heart and, and tell a story. So whether or not you're interested in climate change, um, you know, I wanted it to be um, a great tale, um, but the definitely I was also interested in in uh, the the satirical aspect of you know climate change denial and um, some of the ironies involved there. 
Sure, sure. Well, I know that you have more um, lug books planned. Do you do you have a number in mind at this point? Um, have you know Have you written additional ones? I know you're publishing a second one next year. What What's your plans for the series? So, um, yeah. So the the next one um, I'm very excited about. It's it's called uh, uh, it's, the series is obviously lug, and then the subtitle is uh, Blast from the North. Um, it's called that because uh, there's something very big and mysterious coming from the North. Uh, there's also a really important new character uh, named Blast. And just because I had a blast writing it, um, and hopefully it'll be a blast to read. <laughs> Great. Well, well, how was the transition for you going from uh, a career in science to a creative career in writing and illustrating for kids? H- had you had you always um, written while you were pursuing science as well? What was that process like for you? Uh, I'd always read a ton. Um, uh what happened was that um, my senior year uh, at Harvard, I was uh, all ready to go to grad school in, and study. Um, uh, I'd sort of finished up all my classes and was ready to uh, go to grad school in theoretical physics. And um, I was going to apply that year. Um, and um, uh, a friend of mine who had... Um, gone away for really he'd become my best friend he he uh went on a on a trip uh uh to a national park and uh his name was Chija Fu and when i uh heard that he'd been uh struck uh by lightning and killed uh basically it changed everything for me i sort of um i i, I put everything aside that I had planned to do uh, and just spent my senior year um, exploring. He was, he was a real explorer at heart and he uh, just inspired me. uh, And I felt like I needed to see, you know, see, see where this would take me and and put aside whatever I was planning. So um, I basically just spent uh, that year um, trying to figure out, what I was about, I decided that I, I really wanted to do things that involved more imagination and connection with people. Uh, and uh, and there happened to be a play contest at Harvard that um, uh, a friend and I we co-wrote a play, and and um, uh, uh, it, you know we were lucky enough to win, and the prize was that it was produced. So then that led me to. Uh, screenwriting and uh, all kinds of just exploration. I, I wrote advertising on the side to pay the bills and tried to figure out, you know, what I wanted to write. And um, it really wasn't until I actually had my daughter, um, uh, she's now four, that um, I uh, really kind of figured out, you know, my voice and my style and, and what exactly, um, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm focused on, but it, 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 all that, all that writing and all that, um, exploration 
involved uh, a lot of volunteer jobs. Um, I did a lot of work with wildlife um, in different countries and around the U.S. And and just um, yeah, so so it's a long it's a long complicated story, but it um, <laughs> it all it all started with um, it all started with my friend um, with that tragic event. Wow, that's that's an interesting story. Um, it really made you reassess your your life and what you wanted to do. Oh yeah, and and when I'm curious when you when you were working on like the screenplays and and the play that you mentioned that won, um, uh, was that was that material that would would be considered for um, adults or is, or was it as we discussed earlier that you know when you wrote something that you would want it to be appreciated by both adults and kids. Um. That one, that particular one was um, for adults, um, but again, you know, it had a sort of a playful element um, and and uh, some kid characters, and 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 I, I always, you know, I always sort of try to mix it up. My my lug has some interesting adult characters, um, um, especially and especially the sequel um, uh, as well, and so I, I always. I always try to create things that, you know, I personally would enjoy. And I feel like, you know, we're all kind of uh, kids at heart in some way. That's the, that's almost the best side of us, that, that part that we've preserved from our childhood. So I, I always want to connect with that. And I feel like we all, all people share that. That's sure. the part that, um, you know, that most inspires me. So I'm also really interested. I have a picture book coming out next year. And with my picture books, I feel like that's another medium where, you know, it, it has so much amazing potential to connect to adults as well as kids. Those are my favorite picture books or the genius books that, that do both, you know, um, that make the grown-ups who are reading to their kid laugh or cry or whatever it is, feel something. Um, and that is, um, you know, anything I write, that's what I aspire to. Sure. And and can you tell us about that picture book, Ninja Baby? I, I, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, sure. That one was inspired by my daughter, um, who that was a nickname for her that we uh that we came up with. So my wife Fiona and I. Um and uh that one is about uh it's about a couple of things, but it's it's about <laughs> being first time parents. It's about um what it's like to have um, a kid with a really lively spirit, and a uh, what it's and and not that and, and then there's a part that's more imaginative because we only have one child. But what happens when that kid, who is kind of um, the center of the world, uh, when a sibling comes along, um, who we in the book call the kung fu master? Um, so, so, uh, it's, it's, again, um, it's, it's a lot of fun, um, in terms of, you know, for kids, it's, there's, there's a lot of action and humor, but then, um, for parents, there's an element of, um, uh, you know, being able to, to hopefully relate to the, the struggle of, of, of being a first time parent. So, um, with that one, um, I was lucky enough to, um, work with um, Melissa Manlove, who's an amazing editor at Chronicle, and they brought on board uh, Diane Good, um, who uh, was a Caldecott Honor illustrator who just, um, 
she she took the book to a whole other level with her art. I mean, it's it's hilarious now, thanks largely to um, uh, Diane and, and Melissa. That's great. That's great. Well, well, given your given your creative path to uh, your success and having Lug published and Ninja Baby next year and and what you um, just described earlier in this interview, uh, I'm curious what advice would you have for aspiring writers who may be listening and and you know hope to have their own novels or stories published one day. Um. My, I think my biggest piece of advice would be to write what you love personally, what you want to, like, like imagine what you want to read and, and then, and, and then, you know, try to find, first try to find that and, and try to read it and try to enjoy it as much as, you know, as you can find. And then when you're, when you can't find anymore, um, and you still feel like, oh man, I, I really would love to read something about this or that, then write it. Uh, and that way you'll, you'll, you know, it's not work. Um, and I would say the other thing is to really kind of make sure that, you know, this is the thing you love to do. Um, in other words, some people I feel like um, want to become an author or they want to um, have written rather than, you know, write. Uh, and, and I think that... Um, Honestly, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I think that, you know, that, you know, it's, uh, that's, you, you just be honest and, and, and say, okay, you know, what else do I love to do? If there's anything you love to do more, do that, do that. Um, but if there isn't, if it's really your calling, if you genuinely enjoy the writing itself and the creating of the story, um, and you're writing something you love, I really don't think you can go wrong. I mean, honestly, even if you don't get published, you still have spent your time doing the thing you love. And and um, so I would say just to be, you know, just really um, honest with yourself and have make sure you're having fun the whole time. And, and if, that, if those things are happening, um, uh, you know, I think you can't really go wrong. That, that's great advice. So, so what what books or writers have inspired you uh, as a writer over the years, either recently or, or classic books? Uh, I'm just going to look at my shelf. Because, okay. Let's see. Uh, so, I would say uh, early on, um, D- Douglas Adams, um, uh, Lewis Carroll. Um, I, uh, you know. Definitely Woodhouse, um, all the PG Woodhouse books, um, all the Roald Dahl books. Um, more recently, um, uh, I love Mr. Stink by David Walliams. Um, I love reading to my daughter. I love, I love, um, as far as novels, all the Bruce Koval books. And I was so excited when he, he blurbed my book. Um, uh, Linda Sue Park, all her books, um, Tom Engelberger, of course, uh, J.K. Rowling. Um, uh, so that's that's a, just a quick just scan of, you know, my shelf right now in front of sure. me. Um, that's great. Well, where can people find you online? And I should note that there's a uh, a really uh, cool trailer for uh, video for Lug um, that people can check out. But where can people find you? 
Uh, let's see. So I think the best place is just go to my website, um, which is just davidzeltzer.com. Um, that's a, that has sort of links to everything. Um, uh, I also want, by the way, I, I wanted to say, um, one of my recent favorites is, um, Gordon Corman's Swindle. Uh, I came to that a little later than most, but that is an amazing middle grade series. Um, so, uh, but yeah, my website is, is a great place to start. Great. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes as well so people can find it. Well, again, we've been speaking with David Zeltzer, author of Lug, Dawn of the Ice Age, How One Small Boy Saved Our Big Dumb Species. The book is available now, so go grab a copy. And David, thanks for doing this interview. Thanks so much, Jeff. I really enjoyed it. Great. Thanks. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.